0: Hello, it's Amy, and I'm back at it again with an extremely personal episode that is all about me being in a teaching position because I have gotten a lot of questions and I was waiting until I could be a worthy teacher, and I will talk more about what that means very soon. Teaching is a very important part of my life, and that's what this episode is about. I speak only for myself in this episode. I speak only in my experience. I'm going to be talking about many things. I'm going to tell you the last thing I'm going to talk about is sexual assault, and I will tell you when you can leave this episode because I am going to get real and non-emotional about it because I have been very honest about my experiences with rape, sexual assault, and sexual harassment, especially in academia. But I want to go ahead and just say that, you know, this is all my queer experience, and the reason that it's mine is that when we say diversity in the queer community, that's not a buzzword. Literally everything I'm gonna tell you, no one else will have- this is not a copy-and-paste operation. This is gonna be me and no one else. And every queer person knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, mental health is gonna be a very big thing. I am very private with my therapists and, uh, close friends about my mental health, and I'm not very public about it. I've learned to manage and hide, and there's a lot of social stigma, obviously, but this is the right time to do this. I'm going to drop this episode, and then I'm going to go away for, like, three months, if not more uh it's not just quarantine it's uh i've been having some coming out issues and the amount of homophobia i've experienced is nothing at all like what high school was like and i've had issues with stalking cyberbullying, all sorts of stuff in high school but this and body issues and this takes the cake um all of my high school insecurities have come back by being a public personality and the reason is patriarchy and the reason is that i'm a woman and the reason is that i present feminine If you've just heard all that and you know this is an uncomfortable conversation, that you, it's not even conversation. I'm talking at you and you're going to listen. And if this is not the episode for you, thanks for stopping by. If you want to check out something uplifting, check out my code Free Panda episode with Yogi. That has been bringing me a lot of love. A uh, good time. If you want some nice feminist analysis with me and my mom and Nessie, I, I really check out. And you want a little bit more of that. So. And you want uh, also sexual assault in the military, which I will not get to, but my mom has a lot to say on. Uh, is the with the
1: KTR episodes like the friendly skies? Because my mama B, mama Blackfire, aka the feminist mom. I'm gonna talk a lot about my birthday. I'm gonna talk about my childhood, and uh, you know, I'm literally just there just Talk about a lot of I things i've been asked about. about and if you're interested please stay and if not we'll not see you next time uh and i'm going to take three months for my mental health and mental, mental health is going to be the main main, main topic because i am good at managing it, it and, people and people assume that I have, I have a lot, a lot. under control I'm and i don't have imposter syndrome and i don't have body issues and a lot of stuff and that is absolutely not true i have a lot of body issues you know this notice it says I will, I will explain that and what and it means to me, me. No, one no one else. To me. To me. I am the family they family. Right right if you look, yeah, if you I am not my camera. On camera. Um, um I I, did not I did have no makeup on, on from from I have hair my hair up. I have no bra. bra. I am as invincible as I am I am ever. And I have short have shorts on and uh my sand talk, you know, you know. I like to be go at home especially. That's my natural state. I am very bad naturally.
0: When I, I, mean, I dress through my sins and go, oh, well, well. uh, uh, everyone calls me shame, and me her and, me and, me and, me are and
1: are very, very, very sure that I am and woman. specifically <laughs> that I am, I am a girl woman, and that is why I assume you can't call me shame, but I just, I I just want, want my queer friends, friends and of course, course to understand. understand that I am gender-forming as well,
0: and what that means to me is to be a topic here,
1: I have been very, 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 very full of my friends, all of Basically, in the last nine months, I need my near friends, friends because, because I know I'm gay. gay. And, and I need more I need experiences. experiences and one thing I've one learned learn within is things. that do not yum yum yum. And if you and think that spectrum and spectrums are words, I would like you to leave now, right now. Because this is an uncomfortable conversation episode. It's a conversation. straight, straight, hetero, hetero. This is a student-only forgive for you. Think think I would, I would like you to, like to do homework, homework, and have, and have your, your very, very soul and, and, and questions, questions ready. That's why, i why i this out there. there. I've got a lot, a lot of questions. I'm gonna just, I'm address them all at once. Especially, especially about wedding planning. planning. That being, that said, being that said, that, if you are queer, you are queer, queer and any group, in any anyway, way, you are, you, you are teacher and Annie, the student position, here, here. Feel free, feel free, feel free, feel feel free to see the chat, the chat, the I am in the, I am in the, the teacher teaching position right, right now. And and, and if you want to you interact me, on and, and I have the energy, I will be I will be in the student position. position. I will be, I will be in, in the teaching position. This is gonna be, this gonna be a you can leave in, in the home comments. comments. I, I, I have had had anxiety, anxiety attack or, or something some some episodes that last in five days because of will be It's brought up a lot of trauma trauma. I will I will a little bit but not great details as friends know. There are there are about five things that I cannot talk about my own crime, that is that is a lot of the reason I my, camera, camera on. my camera, on. I've been, on I've been Zoom on constantly. Constantly. constantly, I feel, I feel watched. so watched. I have, I have had issues with stalking. I have had, I have had issues, issues with, with um. um <sighs> like I said, like I said, I'm doing sexual assault until the end. So, so stay, stay tuned. tuned. And I am give trigger warnings. Warning. Let's, let's start with my childhood. I'm a caretaker. I'm a caretaker. I love, animals. I love animals. I can't, wait I can wait to be a dog mom again. Whenever I grew up with three dogs, and whenever each of them passed away, it was a very difficult time for me. I love, I love being an aunt of my friends' and kitties. I'm, I'm really <laughs> Leslie, no, because anyone's seen Parks and Rec? That is, that is probably the fictional, the fictional character, character I, I I um relate to relate the, most the most, and the way that she is with her friend, friend named Perkins is the way, the way I, I am with a lot of friendships. my friendships. That's what, that's what I call platonic partners. partners. Literally, literally sex, sex has nothing to do with this, this. and, and that, really that, really that I want to clear up very, very quickly. A lot of people think that being queer is about sex, and that's not what my experience is product partners to me are about emotional support support. there is one one person person, you know who you are my dear who has been been in my life since i was 11 and when she is not in my life it is worse and And when she she is in my life it is better and And we hang out in person especially i feel validated and seen and so amazing and i need this person in
0: my life and the times that we have not the times, the times that have been difficult and that I've been a bad person and that they have forgiven me have been the best times in my life because losing a friendship like that is devastating.
1: And I've lost a
0: lot of friends because of some things i said and that they were totally in the right. I have a lot of internalized misogyny and homophobia and I have had issues with racism especially before age 18. And I'm very honest about that with my very close friends who know that I'm a good faith actor Another buzzword for today is good faith and bad faith actors. I go in with everything assuming everyone's a good faith actor and that they will do the same for me. If you go in assuming I'm a bad actor, I will not assume that you are going in as a good actor. If you invalidate my experience and you assume lots about me, trust me, you're going to learn that you've assumed a lot of things about me in this episode. Assumptions are the main reason I'm doing this, because I present so feminine and I like to peace out for three months and do some self-care and focus on this exact slide that I have up if you're on YouTube my priorities. I have three parents. What does that mean to me? I've got a dad and I've got a mom and they're both biological. And then I have what I call a second mom. It's my mom's best friend since the 70s. I would call them a platonic partner. That's not what my mom says. Uh, That's fine. Labels are personal. If I say that I like to use the word platonic partner, Don't say you prefer bestie or something else. That's my chosen language. Um, Yeah. Romantic partner. I am monogamous with one romantic partner as long as they understand what I mean about platonic partners and that it has nothing to do with sex but emotional support. And (laughs) I do have friends that I don't put very much emotional time in. And I never will and trying to really stresses me out when I think people feel left out because I have felt left out and it's very isolating. I need alone time, even though I'm an extrovert and a lot of people have assumed a lot about my extroversion that will also be addressed. I have anxiety about audio issues. I don't even know if this is recording right now, and I've done fifty tests. That's my OCD, and I'm gonna keep talking and power through, and I'll do this again when I'm in another head, good headspace. That there's my anxiety right there. I, I live streams are a lot for me, and I'm about to get to that. Uh, here are more priorities. Like I said, alone time and independence are very important to me, even though I am an extrovert, and in, it's mostly about in person. Extroversion. Social media has really burned me. Cyberbullying and homophobia, especially. What does gender nonconforming mean to me? I am currently talking to you as a gender nonconforming person. Right now I am they them. I if you want to use she, her, that is fine. Making people comfortable is all I've ever done. And that's why this episode is making you not comfortable, because I am feminine presenting, and I looked hetero and even thought I was hetero for about twenty years, and that's a lot about growing up from the south, and I will get to growing up in the south slash Midwest, and I'll get to that. Um, I, I do want to talk about the things uh, elitism, especially because I'm in academia. I was called an elitist at 13 because I wanted to go to academia by my grandmother and it really hurt me and I didn't know what it meant. And she discounted my curiosity, my intellectual curiosity and my scholarly pursuits and my scholarly achievements. And a lot of people have, I have imposter syndrome about grad school because I'm a woman and I'm a queer woman and queer women know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't think I'm good enough to be invited on your pod. I don't think I'm good enough for a lot of things. That being said, if I could talk about religion Buddhism has helped me a lot. And a lot of the reason that I'm in the state is because I, my practice is totally out of whack. I have not read the sutras. I have not meditated. I have not done yoga. I have not, uh, meditated specifically in front of idols of the Buddhas and bodhisattvas. That is a very important part of my religious experience. I have been called atheist and I've been called Christian. I have been Christian. I have been atheist. And, um, Buddhism is very near and dear to my heart. I have identified as Buddhist since 16, philosophically and as religiously Buddhist until about 20, from, from 20. So I've been religiously Buddhist for almost eight years and philosophically three years before that. I have a lot of Buddhist concepts that are important to me, like stupid compassion, where you, which is my main thing, which is where you want to give so much compassion to everyone, but you don't have enough time and you have to think about yourself. And that's stupid. That's dumb compassion. At the same time, suffering is what I think about. I don't wanna hurt people's feelings and I don't wanna cause suffering. That's why I'm a vegetarian, but I don't yuck your yum, eat as much meat as you want. I'm the best vegetarian you will ever meet. When I say I'm a vegetarian, people assume a lot of things about me eating and uh, my judging of urine. People that know me know that I know food is culture and that food, especially with the coronavirus, if you think some food is weird, it's cultural. People can eat what they want as long as it is safe Um, and you know, it would be nice to be sustainable, but if you want to eat bat, that's cool to me, it's everything's a dead animal. I don't, I see it as all the same thing. I do hate fish smell. That's the only thing I'm very sensitive to smells. I am that bitch. I have sensitive skin, so I can't And anyway, So I don't, I can't do anything scented. So if I'm mean about smells, that's literally, I will go into a migraine. Migraines are another thing I'm going to talk about. Stress management is a lot of my mental health issues because of grad school and my migraine disorder going to get very personal about that. I've taught a lot of classes, which is why I have a lot to say. I've taught Chinese language. Uh, Mandarin is very important to me. I like to speak Chinese, it's really important to me. I like to speak Chinese lit, uh, to teach Chinese lit, obviously. And I have taught Chinese religions and culture. Religion is important to me, um, especially Asian religions. I am currently, which is why this is happening, Teaching black queer popular culture. I'm having a lot of uncomfortable and really, really productive conversations, mostly in classes. I am not having them on social media. This is that my response to everything. And I'm going to not really be engaging with anything unless I see something homophobic and I have to delete, block, mute all the things. Um. (laughs) This class, what I've been teaching, black queer popular culture and as a white hip hop fan, I have felt very seen and heard. I love NWA and Wu-Tang. The 80s and 90s rap groups are the reason that I, am in, I understand the need for police reform and systemic racism. I understand a lot of things I don't experience, but I understand and I have friends who have told me things and I believe them and I understand them and I respect them. And all I ask in return is for the same thing about me being queer. Do not yuck my yum, because I do not yuck yours. People say you do you. That means different things. Different things for a lot of people. Sometimes you do you means that's weird, and I don't get it. But whatever. That is not the response that I'm looking for from cishet men right now. I know I'm weird. Queer means weird. We know we're weird. We know you won't get it. We're not asking you to understand. We are asking you to respect our pronouns. We're asking you to respect what we say and believe us. I'm going to talk about not having kids right now. And the amount of people that have said I will change my mind, I can't, I, I don't, with those people, if they know me. Um, those that know me, um, they know I'm not going to change my mind. So, those that know me know that I'm not going to change my mind about children. And that doesn't mean that I th- I love mothers, <laughs> you have no idea, and I love a lot of kids. Doesn't mean anything about your life. I'm just talking about myself. Me not wanting kids does not invalidate you being a, m- a human mother or a father. Um, I really don't like when people are obsessed with my uterus and if if I bear children, because it's gonna be a no. and that's the biggest thing for me. If you respect that, we're gonna get along. I am a decisive person. That has a lot to do with my mother. She's taught me to be responsible and decisive, and that's why I try to accommodate everyone to the point where I'm killing myself. I am so anxious about everyone feeling included and validated that when people don't think I'm acting in good faith, sometimes I have to cut them out of my life. I have cut out family members, friends, best friends. And I've been cut out of people's lives for being racist and homophobic. And I'm very honest about that with people who understand that I'm acting in good faith and that I've learned. Um, so <laughs> I've been thinking about all of this because I have anxiety. And we'll just go to that next since we're talking about mental health. Uh, I've thought about everything. Don't don't ask if I've thought about something because I have. My problem is I can't stop thinking. I had a speech impediment in the, mm, I don't know, I, I was seven. My brain was moving too fast for my mouth. That is why I am speaking very slowly right now. Podcasting is hard for me. I speak quickly in Chinese, in English, and I interrupt. I know. I do all of these things. Please do not inform me of that. I am very aware. Privately, we can talk about these issues. I know I have character flaws. I am very self-reflective because I have meditated for many years. Not now. My meditation practice has been really good. That's when my mental health is the best. I have not meditated regularly in a year. This means I'm going to piss you off you're going to hate me. You're going to think I'm being a bitch. I even think I'm being the C word or crazy. I'm bossy. I'm assertive, especially when it comes to partners that I, uh, romantic partners. I have initiated every relationship I've ever been in and it will remain that way. And if I'm not initiating with you, that means I'm not interested in you as as a romantic partner. I am bi and I am pan. So a lot of people think, that I must be their type. I know my type. I'll let you know if I'm into you. Trust me. I've let people know. But people having a crush on me. And especially cis men reacting terribly. And having to let them down easy. And then them hating me and calling me a crazy bitch. I'm going to say it. The, the C word. I don't know. I'm good with bitch. I'm still not there with the C word. See you NT. I've been called all these things. I know people have called me these things to so other people. They've know they've thought these things. I'm quite aware that I am a lot and that I scare people away and that this is, I like uncomfortable comfortable conversations because I'm in academia and I'm used to them. And if you are not, you're gonna know what content of mine you can consume. And this is not, this, this is the hard converse. This is the hard learning com- one. Uh, I'm worried about being a bad daughter. I'm going to talk one day about the Mulan song, Reflection, which is my queer Disney song. Duh, it's in China. And just listen to the words and think about what that might mean for me and for queer people. Uh, and listen to how people feel about their queer Disney songs. I've loved talking about queer people, to to queer people about this. I want this to be a platform and I'm tired of it not being a platform. I'll put it that way. I have an activist bent and I've been holding back and I'm tired of it because my mental health takes a dive when I don't stand up for my morals, financially, personally, and recently, publicly. My social media game is strong, but I need to unplug. I need to get away. It's too much and you're going to think that I hate you because I can't spend time on you. That is not the case. Anyone who's been to grad school is nodding their head right now. I don't have time for a lot of things. I went five years without shaving my legs to save time to study, and we're getting to big beauty, don't you worry, and me performing femininity. I'm good at performing feminine and that makes people comfortable and hetero people comfortable because of that. Um, Because of that, I've I've heard a lot of homophobia so this is growing up in the South of the Midwest. I love the food, but I struggle with obesity when I'm in a place that is conservative and doesn't validate me as a queer person. I have been 260 pounds, I have been 120 pounds. Food is <clears throat> amazing, but I have eating an eating disorder. I could get more specific, but I'm gonna move on to heteronormativity and the assumption of it as a default. Everyone assumes I am she, her hetero. Few people have thought I was queer if I didn't basically throw up rainbows in their face. So that's what this is. I'm throwing rainbows in your face. I am they them right now. (laughs) I'm very honest about racism. I know that makes a lot of white people uncomfortable, but I love learning. And I'm not going to stop that. I'm not going to stop learning ever. I'm a lifelong student. The homophobia that I've experienced in the South is like nothing else the invalidation is like nothing else. If it weren't for a couple of people in my life growing up and queer content shows specifically the L word, if I didn't have that, I would not be very far along. And the idea that of the gay agenda that if you consume queer content, you become queer is not right. It means that it creates a space for me to explore if I am or not. And trust me, if you're hetero, you'll know you're hetero. Don't feel attacked. Don't feel defensive because I've had to deal with defensiveness and I've had great conversations where someone was defensive and then 30 minutes later, I saw amazing growth in that person. I'm thinking of one person in particular, but I will not say anything. Um, I have seen great growth in baby boomers. I've seen great growth in my mom. I've seen great growth in Gen Xers. I've seen great growth in Gen Zs and millennials and great growth in myself. And I've also seen a lot of screw ups in myself and everyone else. The anti-elitism is really hard for me because I was called an elitist very early on and people think I'm preachy. So don't listen to the stuff where you think I'm preachy then. I'm a very picky content consumer because of my time I only consume content that I think is worth my time. If this is not worth your time, you may leave. Continuing. I have had a lot of narcissist family members and I have dated narcissism, narcissists. I do not suffer a narcissist. Um, (laughs) My mom is the expert. A lot of people entangle and coddle and I've done that before. I disengage. There are people I will not talk to ever again, who I am blood related to. Um, I'm used to explaining a lot of things. But at the same time, when people are not willing to listen, they are not a worthy student. And that's what worthy student means to me. And I'm not going to be a worthy teacher when I'm in a certain mood. That is why I'm putting this out after five days of really, really difficult mental health issues. This is very personal to me. My anxiety again, I'm gonna go back to that. Being a bad teacher or bad student is a lot. I have, my students have been very underserved for months. I'm behind on grading and good feedback. I'm behind on answering emails, which, whew, the amount of time a student has gone to the professor and is like, Amy hasn't got back to me in two days. Like I have a system, you're in my to-do list. Um, the professors, the, this particular professor especially, it's really good about that to ask the students to bear with the TA if you're having social anxiety, if you're having issues right now during quarantine, just understand that I am too. And I look like I'm managing because I'm good at that. Appearing like I'm managing does not mean I'm managing. Does does not mean that. My mom has epilepsy. I've raised a dog that had epilepsy. I might one day develop epilepsy because of my migraines. This is a is a big part of my life. This is part of my caretaker bone that's in my body. I, people with seizures, uh, are a big part of my life. And so are dogs with seizures. Um, and my struggle with migraines has been, uh, shout out to my best gal. She, uh, helped me out the first migraine I ever had, which was in my, uh, high school. No, pardon me. Grad school, uh, master's first year. I was, I had been working for eight hours and I had had so much tea and I was the, the classic Trinity of migraines is, dehydration, poor stress management, bad time, bad anxiety, basically. So, and sleep. I don't want to talk about my sleep right now. I am sleep deprived. That does not mean I am not in the right state to have this, to record this. A lot of people say that I need to sleep, and that is the only reason that I am saying the things I am. That is invalidating to me right now. I know I haven't slept. That the reason that I'm talking like this to you frustratedly is because I have not slept and I normally can handle you much better, I can manage you much better, cis hetero sir, not now. I need alone time, I need to talk to a queer person, I need someone to validate me and you're doing the opposite of that so I'm not going to talk to you. I obsessively plan. People that love me know that and they know that like, that's what I need to feel good about my content. They know not to take it personally if I haven't invited them on for seven months. And if they need to know if I'm going to invite them on, I will send them a Google Doc with seven episodes I have planned for them. I do a lot behind the scenes that no one sees. And that has to do with my OCD. My planning makes me feel better. My, and currently, do not F with me. It's my birthday month. I'm doing wedding planning. I'm doing a lot of parties. And I love that. Food is my love language. Hosting is my love language. This is not the time to be screwing with me right now, especially with social anxiety and with COVID. And I'm being as honest as I can publicly about a lot of this stuff. Because if I start crying, cishet men do not take me seriously. It happens every fucking time. And if I don't speak calmly, slowly, and with my teacher voice, or my podcasting voice, dear listeners, if I do not do that, then I'm just being an emotional and hysterical. And hysterical comes from, you know, you've had a hysterectomy. It is literally, she must be on her period. (laughs) She must be hormonal. I know the state I'm in right now and I know exactly what's happening in my brain and you do not. And when I say what's happening in my brain and you don't believe me, we're not gonna be friends. Especially if you repeatedly do not believe me about certain things like having a child-free life. I will not change my mind. Thank you for your input on my uterus. I struggle with my boobs. They are big. People think that is, especially cis hetero men, think that that is a signal that I am being sexy. I want to be felt up. I want to be catcalled. That when I'm in the club, ooh, yeah, you come grind on me with that stiffy. Go ahead and grab my boobs. No, I'm not here for that. That toxic masculinity, I can't go to the club. Ever. Again, common story I tell. I will not tell it until later. I'll get to the
1: clubs.
0: (laughs) Compliment me on my nails. Compliments are tough. I know cis hetero men are worried about that. I really like compliments on my nails. If you like my nails, please tell me. When I've put a lot of work in my appearance and something is working, color coordinated, I obviously put in time. Go ahead and compliment me. Do not sexualize me. When I am putting myself out there, it is when I am in the bedroom with my romantic partner. Literally every other time I am not flirting with you. If I am in you, you will know. I am aggressive. And I am proud to be a queer aggressive. I will tell you if you are my type. And don't you dare say this person is like me and they're your type. Why aren't I? No, you're not my type. Believe me. When I say that I have specific needs, I'm into personality and worldview first, aesthetic second. That's why I'm pan. I like people that are trans, non-binary, hetero, bi, queer in any way. I can be attracted to a lot of things. That doesn't mean I want to fuck a tree. Come on. (laughs) The stuff I've heard is just ridiculous. This doesn't mean I'm attracted to tables. This doesn't mean I want (laughs) to, this doesn't mean I want to fuck a this is not about sex. Cis hetero people really think a lot of this is about sex. It's not that, it is absolutely not that. I have platonic partners and they mean everything to me. And I know a lot of cis hetero people do not have platonic partners. I need emotional validation from queer people who are not my, who I'm not fucking and will never fuck and we get each other. Platonic partners is the hardest thing I've been able to explain. Poly people, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There are some people where I will not cancel on them because I've canceled on them before for my romantic partner and I almost lost their friendship and I'm not losing it. Um, I have been to SLAW, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous meetings for about three years. I was mm, 23 to 25, had a lot of issues with sex and seeing people as conquests. And I wanna give a shout out to my best gal, she stuck with me when I was a terrible person. I have a lot of internalized misogyny and thirsting, and I'm a horny jail abolitionist, but I also have boundaries and I respect a lot of people's boundaries. And if you communicate your boundaries to me, I will I will respect them, so respect mine. My boundaries are one on texting, I, it's only text with some people, and some people I'm not going to text. I have to compartmentalize, email, some people I'm going to email. I have to compartmentalize my communication. Just because I don't text you every day doesn't mean I think you're terrible and I hate you. I text my platonic partners every day. I text my mom every day. I call my mom almost every day, especially lately. My mom is my therapist, and I'm getting a therapist. Um, the healthcare system of America is a lot of the reason that this is happening I've lived in poverty for a long time, about $20,000 a year. Grad school is poor. Everyone who's been to grad school knows what being poor is like if they were not born with some financial privilege. I've put off a lot of things because I couldn't afford them. A lot of medical things. So when you think I'm blowing up and I need to get my shit together, I know I need to get my shit together. I know I need to see a therapist. I would see a therapist every week. If I could afford it and I'm working on that and I'm looking for, it's about being in my network and I travel and I move around a lot. It says it's in my network and then I owe them $400 and just inexplicably the American healthcare system. Why am I even paying premiums if I'm out every single time for anything? Rich people don't get this. You got something going on. You get, get it immediately. I've let my anxiety, I've let every, Every issue I have get too bad during quarantine and get, and I've let people get too uncomfortable. And that is because my mental health has not been managed as well as it has been and as well as it could be. I think anxiety is my main thing, if I had to say, but OCD is definitely something I struggle with. I can't explain some things. I just have to do them to feel better. And I just want you to know that I have to do them to feel better. Please don't ask me details about why exactly. I can't explain a lot of things. I'm very particular about my tech setup. I got an ergonomic keyboard, and it's hard to use, and I got to learn to use it. But I have to spare my wrists because I get carpal tunnel, and then I can't write, and my work suffers. I'm very invested in my work in academia. And that is a lot of the reason that I'm taking this step back. I make a lot of cis hetero people feel comfortable. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Does not mean I'm not queer. Wedding planning. Everybody's got opinions about my wedding. The only people that can have opinions are the people that are coming. Unless you're just excited and think that what I'm doing is so awesome. Because I'm gonna do a lot of things that are gonna make you uncomfortable. I'm not going to use the terms maid of honor or what? what's the bridesmaids. You can do whatever the hell you want for your wedding. But instead of a best man, I'm going to have a best scout, And instead of like bridesmaids, I'm going to have the holy trinity of girlfriends. <laughs> Look, I pick my terminology, you pick yours. Once again, you do not yuck my yum. Please, because I do not yuck yours. My love languages are cooking and Uh, validation, praise. If you want me to praise you privately, please let me know. Because especially if I love your fan art, I don't want to do that publicly. If that embarrasses you, let me know privately. Because especially Cassie, again, Reflective Rambling, I like animals. And your fan art has been really great lately. And if you would like the praise to be not public, let me know. And, you know, We're already in DMs, and I already praise you there enough, but I will keep it in the DMs if you want. I really, really like fan art. And some people get embarrassed, I guess, by praise. (laughs) That's my love language. I need open-mindedness. That's why a lot of people I can never be friends with. That's my love language. I'm not asking you to understand. I'm asking for you to respect. Open-mindedness, openness to new experiences, especially traveling, is really important to me. I'm going to talk about humor and laughter because I study humor and there's a great quote. And if you don't feel this quote, you do not understand it. And that's fine. Like Beyonce's lemonade, this isn't for you. Men are afraid women will laugh at them. Uh, Sorry, you know, that title slide is wrong. And I have anxiety about that, but I'm not fixing it. Women are afraid that men will kill them. So men always think I'm laughing at them and that I'm attacking them, especially cis hetero men. I'm afraid they're going to stalk me. I'm afraid they might murder me. I am afraid of a lot of things. Women, especially feminine presenting women, are very vulnerable to violence. I laugh because I'm managing you. Because I want to make you feel comfortable. And if you think I'm targeting you by laughing, you do not know me. Humor is very important. Fuck politeness, says my favorite murder. I love comedy, and I love specifically queer and and, uh, people of color comedians. I love going to see stand-up. Laughter is important to me. Humor is important to me. If you don't understand my sense of humor, you can just not talk to me. Uh, Those that know my sense of humor know exactly what I'm saying. Um... Humor is very important to me. Laughter is a really good medicine. And I have not laughed in five days. And that's a lot of the reason that I'm making this. I have not sung a song. In fact, I've barely listened to rap. I like to sing and dance to feel happy. And because of the things that people have been saying to me, I can't even sing in the shower. So that's where I'm at. And that's where you need to be with just understanding that I'm not laughing at you and you need to know that I'm a good faith actor. And if you think I'm acting in bad faith, then just don't, don't F with me. Then laughter is important to me. Humor is important to me. Everyone knows I am a big fan of comedy. I'm going to get into sexual assault. Thank you so much for staying this long. This is a huge trigger warning. I'm going to get really, really hard. Literally anything, sexual assault, rape, harassment, degrading, embarrassment in public Just I will see you next time. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining. This is very important. When I do a solo episode, um, like this, this is my, I'm giving a lecture. I don't know how else to say this. I am a teacher and this is just a lecture. And if you don't want this lecture, that's fine. Uh, it's a very personal lecture, but it's a lecture nonetheless, content warning, all the sexual assault you have been warned. And I did my due diligence. And I'm going to be very, very, very honest. And please, please leave if you are not in the right headspace. And I love you very much. And we'll see you next time. I have been raped. I've been sexually harassed. And I have been sexually assaulted. I've been degraded by men, especially professors, when I was in my master's, who uh, got a little handsy in public. And it was very embarrassing. I was basically arm, arm candy for this professor that should have retired 10 years ago to make way for new generations of scholars he had an in the 90s he had a scandal he had done zero learning from 1996 to 2019 and 2018 and a lot of the stuff that this particular professor did i will never forgive i have been in line at the club i had to pee so freaking bad and i was like Three women were there. Men, you don't get lines at the bathroom. Just don't even, just understand that it's a thing. A guy who claimed it was the alcohol, as always, I love alcohol, but there's a lot of issues with sexual assault. I will talk about that next. Came up to me and was filling me up. I've never met this man, didn't know his name. He tackled me. I cannot go back to a club. I've had such bad experiences. I've had great times and I've had the worst experiences of my life. And then, you know what I did after that? I told my then boyfriend and he totally disregarded it. He is definitely an ex and he is my worst ex. He had a lot of hangups and a lot of homophobia and he performed feminism really well, which makes it hard. When, pe- when his cishet men perform feminism so well, you have to tell, you have to have like 15 examples, but for people to believe you. And I feel like if I have one or two, I think I'm good. I don't need 10 examples for people who don't know me to believe me. Believe me when I have plenty of examples, okay? Fandoms are seen as a dating pool. I am not here to fuck. I'm not. I am not here. If I want to get with you, you're going to know. I am a female content creator. We are seen as sexual objects. We are seen as possible girlfriends, wifies, all the things, possible baby mamas, never gonna be your baby mama, sorry. Gonna be your dog mom, never gonna be your baby mama. I've had to deal with letting men down really nicely and then it always backfires. So I'm gonna let men down very harshly and they can never talk to me again because the stalking has to stop. I have five experiences with partner stalking and three with people I don't really know. I know I'm open. I know I'm approachable. That doesn't mean I have boundless energy for you. Uh, I have really been degraded in public. I won't talk about it because I do not get embarrassed easily, which means when I am embarrassed, it's a very, very painful memory. And that's between me and my therapist. Um, I'm going to pause for a second. I'm getting emotional. That does not mean I'm hysterical. And I want to be very clear about that. If you're calling me hysterical, I want you to leave right now. This is an emotional issue. If you don't get that by now, I need you to leave. This is a teaching moment. This is a lecture. Sis Hetman, you are the student. Welcome. Uh, queer people, you are students and teachers. Hello. So nice to have you. Dear listeners, sexual assault, I am very open about it. And I, but I also respect trigger warnings. I will tell you everything if you really, really want to know, but I have to trust you. I have to trust that you're not going to, Believe me or discount me, or say that it wasn't that bad, or he was drunk, or well, you kind of consented at first, but then not later. And well, you're in a relationship. Don't you dare. Rape happens in marriages, rape happens in all sorts of ways. If I said I've been raped, believe me, if I said literally everything I've said right now, if you do not believe me, it is your problem. I am very decisive. I am very straightforward. My friends know this. I hold back for a lot of people because I don't want to hurt their feelings. This episode is not about that. This episode is about explaining my career experience and my mental health. Yes, I did have a, an episode. Yes, you could see it on Twitter, it's very obvious. I have talked to a lot of people, including therapists, my friends who are therapists, not my actual therapist, and they've provided me with amazing mental health resources. Thank you so much. Um, it's not that I don't know how to get it under control. It's that you need to give me time to manage and to give, give me time to figure my shit out. Like with being queer, I'm not asking you to understand. I'm asking you to give me the space to figure it out. Whenever people are saying there's a gay agenda and then they're obsessed with their three year old having a girlfriend. Yeah, that three year old sure has their sexuality figured out. What the heck people Coming out is a process, it's not an event. Every queer person knows that. All my queer friends know that. This is a n- second coming out for me. I came out as bi in 25, at 25. Coming out as a lot of things right now gender nonconforming and pan. And I use these things to make you feel comfortable, these labels, but they mean something to me that is totally different from every other queer person ever. When I say platonic partner, just let me use my own terms. Stop telling me friend or bestie or like friend for life. Just let me call them what I want to call them because they are my emotional support. And I would want to be with them as friends for the rest of my life. Poly people have had to explain platonic partners a lot. So poly people definitely let me know what is your platonic partner experience? Um, My best gal at my wedding is my longest platonic partner. Uh, She has helped me so much with all of this, literally everything I've talked about. So has my mom. And uh, the, the people in my bridal party know how I feel about them and how I feel about their kitties and their children. They know... I like kids 10 through 15 that are intellectually curious and want to talk about Pokemon. That is my jam. I love talking to kids that are fun to talk to. When kids are opinionated, I'm so, so excited for that because I was a very opinionated kid. I'm a very opinionated person. I have lots of preferences. And if you want to know, I will tell you, however, I only have so much energy to explain a lot of this and to teach a lot of this. And I have a lot of obligations, especially to my students to my family, to a lot of people. And that takes up a lot of my emotional labor, a lot of my time. And I'm sorry if you feel left out. I can only be me. Um, I want to say this is it, but it's definitely not. But I was going to keep this to an hour. I'm very important about recording. If you ever feel rushed during a recording on my pod, it's because I'm keeping us to a time limit. My emotional energy is an hour to two hours of episode. If it is more than that, I will get a migraine. You People have seen me get a migraine live during a four, Yeah, I, I, I love you, J-dubs over at Cinematic Realms. But if we do another four hour stream, I'm leaving halfway through because to manage my migraines. I need to take away time from staring at the computer. And I need special blue light glasses when I stare at the computer. When people talk about my blue light glasses in a weird way, I'm just really done. Look, I need them for my migraines. Can we move on? Like if people compliment it, that's cool. But if they ask way too many questions about it, I'm like, I'll talk to you later. It's necessary for a lot of things, not just migraines, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, I don't, I can't do contacts. I can't, I have to have glasses. My vision isn't the best, especially my left eye. So that means often I have glasses on and I feel ugly for having glasses on. And I'm done with that because I don't like contacts and I'm never gonna do contacts. And that's a big beauty industry thing. Good for you if you wanna do contacts, if that's what makes you feel good. If you wanna dye your hair, if you wanna get a tattoo, if you wanna do anything, anything like that. Any self-care. My nails are my self-care. My makeup sometimes is my self-care. When I watch my own content... I like to look good. I do not feel like I'm feminine right now. And you can't see me, so, you know, I'm set like, you know, hair up in a bun. Look, I like my hair long and I like it down and I think it looks good. I'm not trying to attract you with my hair. (laughs) I like my hair. But seriously, I know that when I have long hair, it's, I look very hetero and very feminine. I like my long hair because I like to do things with it. I've had short hair and I liked things about that. I was a quote unquote tomboy. That is queer. <laughs> I was so queer and didn't know it. I was a tomboy with the short hair for a while. The skin, the, the performing masculinity, the internalized misogyny of the tomboy. That was me. I thought I was not like other women. I'm a special woman. I'm like, um, I'm the super woman. I'm the one that's going to make cishet men feel comfortable. That's not what this episode's about. I've been doing that my whole life. The beauty industry is very important to me and being queer, and it is to a lot of queer people. Hair removal is a whole nother thing. Don't yuck my yum. If I don't want to remove the hair, You have no opinion. If you I never tell you you have to remove any hair on your body. People struggle with body hair. People struggle with body issues. I'm not even gonna get into weight issues today, but I am a binge eater. I also will not eat when I'm anxious. I had some cheese today. I don't remember the last time I ate. But I love food. And I've eaten eaten terribly and gained a lot of weight because of not mindful eating. And meditation helps with that. But my eating has been out of control because of my meditation practice has been poor. The meditation and really, really close friends are when I'm at my best. I'm not at my best now. And for three months, you're not going to see me at my best. For content. My friends... I am so excited to spend time on you, my academics. I have a big project coming up next month. I'm going to a conference that I'm very, virtually, that I'm very excited about. A lot of my former professors are there and some students I'm really excited to meet. I have an issue with imposter syndrome and elitism. People that think I'm elite do not know me. They don't. And I think that anti-elitism has hurt me more than anything in academia. I feel the need to validate everything I do. I feel the need to validate why someone should even care about anything I do. Because I'm a woman. <laughs> what else can I say? Women get it. I'm really good if you're gonna get defensive, I am. When I'm a worthy teacher and you're a worthy student, you can get defensive. When you are an unworthy student, and especially when I'm an unworthy teacher, defensiveness is a non-starter. We're not gonna get anywhere. So when you're ready to not be defensive and I'm in a good teaching mode and you would really, really like to learn privately, I'm here, if I have told you that can happen. Unsolicited opinions about my wedding planning, not now. If you're coming to my wedding, I will tell every, I've talked about the wedding and thought about the wedding a lot. I have anxiety. Yes, I've thought about it, if you think. I Look, I've talked to my platonic partner, or pardon me, I've talked to my romantic partner about this so much, and I'm so excited to get married, but I just need one more day to work on the schedule and literally answer all your questions. Just give me one more day. I put the work in and answer everything. I like to do it all at once, not one by one by one by one by one by one. That's my anxiety. Trust me, I'm on it is my mantra. I don't forget things. I just put them off. I don't forget you or hate you. I just don't have time. And people that know me know where they stand and know that I love them and that they understand me. Because I perform feminine, I have heard the worst homophobic things that are very hurtful to me and my friends who are queer. If you would like examples, here you go. Why don't you just marry a woman then and leave the cishet men for us straight women? No, I fall in love with who I fall in love with. Not yakin, you're yum. Uh, Let me think. (laughs) Where do I start? I am in a queer relationship, even if my partner is cis-hetero. I am queer. That is not going to change. Queer people know what I'm talking about. He is very, very cis-hetero. He's never identified as anything else. He knows I'm queer. I've been very clear with what my queer is. And I have to every day come out to him about things. And I need to give him that energy and that support and that time and I can't do it to everyone on the internet. That's why this is out. And anytime anyone asks anything, I'm going to just link them to this. Heteronormativity is terrible. And when I want to do something different, it doesn't invalidate you. If I'm going to say actor for actors that happen to have vaginas, you can say actress. I don't give a crap what you do. I'm not a feminist killjoy, I'm not a wet blanket. I've had hard conversations. I'm in academia. You have to have hard conversations. If you're not here for these hard conversations, I have playlists. Those are your jam if you want those hard conversations. Otherwise, lots of fun episodes. You like standing, especially Degrassi, the next generation. I've been doing a lot of non-Song of Ice and Fire stuff because the homophobia around Song of Ice and Fire fandom has gotten to me. It has, and I'm going to be honest about it. I need to do content about literally anything but that right now. Literally anything. I, I want to talk about Charmed or Degrassi, like, or the L word, like my shows that define me, which was my previous Buddy Banter episode. And I had on four guests who talked about shows that define their teen years. Please check that out. I'm very proud of that birthday episode. I know I interrupted a lot of people and I kept us moving. It was time management. I am a teacher, you're gonna feel like I'm rushing you because of time management. Because if I said two hours, it's gonna be two hours. That is how my mental health works. I have four more minutes on this because I'm literally seeing it's 56 and this is gonna be an hour. Time management is what I need and what I need to get better at. And that's the only part where I'm good in grad school is when I manage my time well and I've not been managing my time well. That's what this is about. So I'm gonna take three months off. I'm gonna take a mental health break. And I want everyone to be very passionate, forgiving, and validating. And I will delete and block anything that I see. And I will pull away from anyone that I cannot deal with. This is mental health awareness. This is homophobia awareness. If you feel personally attacked, lean into that. That's uncomfortable. And uncomfortable is good for me. And if you're not into that, we're not going to be friends. So open-mindedness is very important to me openness to new experiences and I have great straight allies in my life. You know who you are. Thank you. You're my favorite allies. And I point to you whenever I see a bad ally and a fake feminist, especially a cishet man who's really, really good at performing feminism. I see you. I know it's hard for me to convince you that he is performing feminism. If you need 10 examples, I guess I could give them to you. But at this point you need to trust me when I say that this is my experience. Um, amount of cis-hetero men that have hurt me. The list is long, so if you think you're being called out, you might be on that list. It's long. I'm not going to give you a list right now. Seriously, I'm not. I've been hurt by a lot of people, but the cis-hetero men list is so long and storied, I'm not going to get into details, but I need you to believe me when I say things about especially sexual assault. I need you to believe me. I have... One second I'm having Wi-Fi issues, so tech is my anxiety too. Literally this episode could be gone. I have no idea this is why I'm keeping it to an hour because if I have to re-record <laughs> if I have to re-record I'm gonna cut someone. audio anxiety I like podcasting, but I have to not podcast for three months because sound checks, if no one, if people don't want to do a sound check with me when I have 50 guests, I'm sorry. This is why this is a solo episode because I'm willing to to do this again. I love my guests. Can't wait to have more on. They need to be worthy guests and guests that know I'm acting in good faith and that I trust and I know they're acting in good faith. This is a platform now for the queer Aswaf fandom and anyone else who is, relates to this at all, especially mental health. I'm gonna say one more thing. I have dyscalculia. I don't get math and I never will. I'm insecure about it. I get languages. Please compliment me on how well I'm at, how good I am at languages. Please just lay off math. Time zones, okay, I literally get sweats when I get a confirmation code that's all numbers. Why the, f- can't you just give me letters? Literally, it's like 216, two, really? And there's no spaces, no da- Look, the best thing they did about phone numbers is put dashes for someone with dyscalculia. When I have to tell someone my phone number every time, I, I'm so afraid I'm getting it wrong. My social security number, dude, like seriously. My dyscalculia is a learning disability and I've had it all my life. I've gotten math tutoring and I've gotten an A in math and I've not gotten tutoring and I've sucked at math. I need a lot of extra help with math. And if you're willing to help me, I'm here. But if you're self-righteous about being really good at math and me being bad, I can't do basic addition. I know that I got that time zone wrong. It's really hard for me, especially when all my stuff is in Pacific time, but I'm in central. I have to double check, triple check, quadruple check. Scheduling is hard with time zones with someone with dyscalculia. And I do a lot of scheduling and I love it. But I love everything about it but the time and time zones, and anything with numbers. I have a learning disability. I've had it all my life, and I'm going to have it forever. All I ask is that if you're good at math, you be willing. You're, that you're willing to be impatient. Like The Weeknd says, I was never blessed with any patience, and that is me. I'm not a patient person. I love people that are patient, but I am not. It is a character flaw. That's why I'm taking three months off. Rap is really important to me, and I quote it a lot. And that is how I've come to be who I am on a lot of these issues. That's the one thing I did not get from any of my three parents. I'm a hip-hop fan. That's why I get it about police brutality. That's why I get it about cultural appropriation. My love of hip-hop and rap, I really only consume black and Chinese rappers. Very rarely do I consume content for white rappers. And I mean this sincerely. You listen to whatever rap you want. And great. And I'd love to talk to you, especially if you stay in a lot of my rappers. If you're interested, like I said, NWA, Wu-Tang, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Cardi B, Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, I'm not a trap beat fan. I am so many opinions about mixing and producing, but I think if I find a talented rapper, I will follow them. Lil Nas X. If you think that him giving Satan a lap dance in the Montero music video is destroying Christianity in America and, uh, you know, your personal life, whatever is invalidated. This is going to be a hard, this has been a very hard video for you because Montero by Lil Nas X and the Giving Satan a Lap Dance, that whole thing, may look silly to you. May look dumb. They look weird. Yeah, it's queer. That's why it's weird. That's why you don't get it. Queer means weird. We know we're weird. We know you won't get it. We're not asking you to understand. We're asking you to respect. We're, a- we're not asking you To, if you screw up a pronoun, but we know, we trust you, you're acting in good faith, you can screw up. That's fine. If you're willing to learn, we are willing to teach. If both of us are in the right mindset to be a teacher or a student. I am a teacher this whole time. This whole thing has been teaching. I'm not a student in this episode. And I'm not going to be a student about this issue for about three months. I'm sharing my queer experience. I'm having a coming out right now. I now use they, them pronouns. Queer people get what I'm doing about gender nonconforming. They understand and they respect. Cishet men, you don't have to understand. You just have to respect. Respect that I'm going to have a child-free life and has nothing to do with your children. Nothing to do with it. Nothing to do, no opinion on my uterus is all I'm asking. Here is how I feel. If I got pregnant, I would get an abortion and I would not regret it. If I could be sterilized, I would do it in a second. I don't like the hoops I would have to jump through in some states to do that. You don't need my spouse's permission. If they have kids, especially already and don't want more. I don't need psychiatric help. I've known this every day of my life. Every day. My mom has been the best about this. She's not going to get grandchildren, biological grandchildren. She's going to get dogs. That's, I've made my mom a dog lover, so that's not the worst. She's come around on this issue like a champ. My mom is a lifelong student and a lifelong teacher. And that's why she's the feminist mom and the best mom. And that's why I'm like this, because my mom, (laughs) anytime around Mother's Day, I know it's hard for people. It's hard for me too. I have two moms. My second mom, I will, I'm going to take out for mother's day next month. And I know mother's day is really hard for her with her. Uh, you know, it's just hard for her. I'm not going to get in details. And I like to treat her for mother's day because she means a lot to me. Um, I, I'm going to tell her all of these things next month at the wedding, but I have three parents and I just want you to let me use my terminology. Don't, I've said God, mom, I guess, (laughs) whatever. That has weird religious things. Um, I had a queer upbringing and I am queer. If I would have had the most heteronormative upbringing, I still would be queer. Because I'm this open is because of my amazing upbringing. I would probably still think I'm straight. Until I was 50, I've seen people come out at 70 because of baggage And that is why my three parents are so important to me. My dad, I literally couldn't think of anything to do with him for the wedding. We're just going to go get a beer at a sports bar and talk about Oklahoma football. He taught me to fix things and not be a helpless person and not rely on anyone to fix things in my apartment because I'm poor. I can't pay people to do stuff for me. I clean. My mom taught me that. Lately, obviously with quarantine. Cleaning, not a thing. Self-care, not a thing. I forgot to brush my teeth, take a shower, all of the things. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Self-care is so important to me right now, and that's why I'm taking three months off. And I just ask that you respect that and that you understand my story, which is going to be not like anyone else's. And that you understand my mental problems and my learning disability like no one else's. This is not a copy and paste operation. This has been all about me. Nothing I have said applies to anyone else but me. And that is my queer experience. And here's one more thing before I go. After I've done this, I don't want you, I do not want you, especially cishet men, to say, that's cool, but someone else who said they were bi likes this. You're going to yes and me like it's improv. Yes, this person's not your type. And I know a bi person that would be really into that person. Anything before but does not matter. That's cool, but you do you, but I mean, whatever, but that's weird, but I guess, but literally anything before but, I'm not going to hear anything like after that, it's going to be homophobic, it's going to be racist, it's going to be triggering, it's going to be terrible. Yes and me. Yes, I validate your experience. And I'm going to share another one that has nothing to do with your experience except that you share labels. Pan people know exactly what I'm talking about. They think we want to get with everything. (laughs) Jesus. This is not about sex. That's sexuality. My identification with they, them is about how I don't feel like a woman all the time, even though I am a woman most of the time. I would love to get breast reduction surgery because people think I'm some sexual object because I am a big boob blonde. And a lot of people are into that. That's not my type sexually, but I know I'm a lot of people's type. I do not want to fuck you. If I did, I would let you know. So it's not just about sex and queer people know exactly what I'm talking about. This has been my experience. No one else's. Thank you for listening. This has been very difficult for me. Like I said, mental health break, mental health awareness. I'm going to disengage for a very long time. And I will appreciate any support and I will censor any homophobia. I am. Everyone knows I'm in a free speech. Go to the first episode of bleep the patriarchy. I left up the worst comment. I've Jesus. Nessie knows what I'm talking about. Women are bad because of evolution. You know how it is. You can see that comment and see how I engage with that person and see that I am not against engaging with people. They need to be ready and worthy and ready to go to learn and anxious to, uh, to be curious intellectually, because that's all I am about is being a student. First and foremost, I want to learn. If you don't have my own intellectual curiosity, A lot of my content isn't for you. I really like to dig into these tough things. And if you don't want to talk about a topic, you don't want to listen to a topic, I try to be really clear with my titles and my descriptions. Don't consume it. I'm very picky about my content consumption. Once again, different strokes for different folks. If I don't judge you but you continually judge me, You're, we're not going to be close. That's that. So please don't ask about my wedding for a while. I really don't want your unsolicited opinion unless we're close and it's cause I'm excited and I'm telling you about the cake or the cosmic, just like 50 million details. I have personalized schedules for everyone actually. Like they're only half done and I need to spend hours on them because I want everyone to know exactly where to be at what time I obsessively plan and obsessively research. There's my OCD. And I need the time to do that. And if we don't have the time to do that and the time to put in the people that are the most important in my life, I'm sad and I'm depressed. So this is about taking a step back and spending the time on myself and the time on people that matter. And this is a very vulnerable episode. And I thank you for listening.
1: And I will see you next time.